For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to go over the Astros who made the all-star team. We have an injury. A superstar has an injury and he is out right now. And uh, first, let's bring in Tom. Tom, what's up, buddy? Happy Sunday afternoon, Rob. And ladies and gentlemen, it's another good day to be an Astros fan. It, it was a very good weekend. I mean, sa- Saturday was a crazy game, and we'll get to that later, but it was just like one weird, crazy inning that kept us from sweeping the Oakland A's. So we're going to talk about all three of those games, and we got five all-new Farrah Fouls. We've got, just to give you a heads up, two Astros baseball questions, two food questions, and then one fashion you ready for that? <laughs> I hope so. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is last night you went to the Dynamo game, and I ha- I know absolutely zero about soccer, but you said they've signed some big name guy, and uh, I saw some highlights. I'm not going to lie. It looked pretty exciting. So you picked the right game to watch. Last night was the first game for Hector Herrera. He is the captain of the Mexican national team, and he's the biggest, most expensive signing that the Houston Dynamo have ever had. He was playing in Spain, uh, the highest level of soccer over there. He's a little bit older, but uh, as we're starting to see the trend, you know, more and more players as they get up in age a little bit, they're starting to come to the MLS. And this was a big step for the Houston Dynamo because they've been searching for that guy and uh, they've made some signings uh, over the past offseason. They're just outside the playoffs. You know, they need they need a couple wins to kind of get back in it. But last night, uh, Houston came out. It was a sellout crowd. Energy was electric. Um, <clears throat> uh, Ache Ache, as they call him, it's uh, Spanish HH. Uh he came into the game 54th minute and just the place went nuts. Uh, the, the play got better, ended in a two, two draw, some, some late game uh, stuff that went on that kind of kept the dynamo from getting the win, but overall an amazing experience and uh, a lot to look forward to going forward. They have a new majority owner, Ted Siegel, and he is pledged to donate the money and the resources available to make this team great. So look out for the Houston dynamo. All right, two questions. Is there a salary cap in MSL or MLS? Is that what it is? Yeah, MLS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- there is. Um, it's kind of like, uh, I think it's kind of like uh, baseball and like I think the bigger teams can spend what they want to spend. Well, the real the real question for the Dynamo really is uh, they have like designated players, like players that come from overseas. You only have so many slots. So you have to like fit those guys with like your, your best possible talent and then like fill it in with guys from, you know, uh, other major league teams or guys that are, are local, you know, draft picks, stuff like that. 
So when you look at some of the, the really, really good teams, they either really, really, uh, you know, train up young guys or they sign the big names from overseas. All right. Also, there was some trash being thrown on the field. Is that when the other team, uh, Dallas, tied it up or what? So, no, actually, that's when Dallas took the lead. They took the lead 2-1 in the 93rd minute, I believe. And uh, it's not what we want to see. It's really kind of like a, like a, I mean, it's common, but it's not the way you want to do it. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we I don't want to see that. Houston. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And I know, you know, he kind of egged it on the fans. If you, if you look, yeah. uh, the guy that scored, uh, Jesus uh, Ferreira, I believe is his last name. He kind of like, you know, was John at the fans and he kind of instigated it a little bit. Had he had just scored and turned around, did his own thing. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't excuse the Dynamo fans or the Houston fans from, you know, throwing trash on the field. It really wasn't a good look. Everything else up to that point was amazing, though. All right. I'm starting to think maybe we should do a Dynamo podcast, but let's move on. You know, people are here to talk about. uh, Sorry about that. People are here to talk about or listen to us talk about baseball. The All-Stars were announced. JV, obvious. Altuve got voted in. Jordan was pretty obvious. And we were both on the fence. I didn't think Tucker was going to make it. How surprised are you that he made it? I mean, I was surprised, but like, you know, the numbers kind of speak for itself. When you look at what he's doing with RBIs and homers and things of that nature, it made total sense that they got him in. And then uh, the other one that was that I didn't even think of, we thought maybe Tucker, maybe Stanek. And you said Stanek. Probably isn't going to get in because he doesn't have saves for Amber Valdez. That I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, something that I thought was interesting that I saw on Twitter was that he was a commissioner's pick. I don't understand why the commissioner made picks or how that worked, but I'm glad we got another throw in. He's definitely deserving as well with his record and his ERA. Hopefully they show up. Last year they didn't go. Hopefully they don't do that. Hopefully they show up and uh, have some late inning heroics. You know, when Bregman, who was it, Bregman and Springer, when they had the late inning heroics and Bregman was the all, the, uh, the uh, MVP? I believe so. They had two home runs at the end of the game. It was Bregman and somebody. I don't remember. But we have bad news, folks. Jordan Alvarez has injured his hands and he, his, one of his hands is, is his right hand. Yes, sir. And he will be out. It sounds like he will be out till after the All-Star break. But like Tom has mentioned, we play bad teams. We just played the A's, who are bad. Next up, we have the Angels, who are bad, before we come back home and play these A's again. So let's get into this, buddy. Friday was Jose Arquiti, who is, let's face it, folks, he's bad on the road. He's very bad on the road. Bottom of the second, gives up a two-run home to Andrews, and we're down 2-0. to zero. Not looking good, but Alvarez, RBI double, brings in Diaz, who's been filling in very nicely during all these injuries, makes it two to one. Bregman, I think Bregman's back, buddy. We mention this every podcast. Two-run homer, brought in Jordan, and we take the lead after four. And then Martin Maldonado, who is probably my new favorite player. I, I just love the guy so much. Three-run homer, brings in Myers and Dubon. The Astros are up six to two. Tucker, RBI single, seven to two. Uliger, yell RBI single, eight to two. And then the A's get a sack fly at the end. Uli's playing better. Tucker's amazing. Maldonado, I'd like to go look at his stats for the last 15 games or so. They've got to be really, really well. 
And what are your thoughts on Arcady, buddy? Eight innings, four hits, three runs, a walk, two strikeouts, picks up the win. And we only use one bullpen arm. That's Seth, the amazing man, Martinez, who another scoreless inning, scoreless inning, 079. What are your thoughts? So Arcady pitched great. Uh, he's really known for filling up the strike zone. He's starting to really, you know, fool some hitters. And uh, his strikeout numbers have been a little higher. A really good performance. He's, he's also been very fortunate to have tons of run support. And today or that, that day was no different. Uh, the Astros hit for him. I, I don't know if it's just that day of the week. They always fall on that day or whatever. But uh, it was a great performance by him. And I think that was his longest outing of his career. Yeah. And so, I mean, if we ranked, you're leaving out Odorizzi because he just came back. If we ranked the, the five pitchers for the Astros, he's number five. And this dude's eight and three, the run support king. Uh, Diaz, like I spoke about, two for five. Bregman went two for five. Myers went two for five. Yuli Gurriel, three for five. The Astros had eight hits on 14 runs, seven for 15 with runners in scoring position, nine left on base. Overall, just a great game for the Astros. Yeah, the only fear you worried about was uh, would they score enough the following day? That's That's been their MO, right? Uh, light it up one day and then really struggle the next. Yeah, they hit that eight run mark. So let's see what let's see what happens Saturday. You got Framer Valdez, so you don't need too many runs. Uh, but the Astros took the lead early. Chaz had an RBI single, brought in Yuli Guriel, one to zero. Diaz scored on a Maldi ground out, two to nothing Astros, and then no scoring till the fourth when all hell broke loose. Like the craziest inning. I mean, the Astros and Framber Valdez pretty much just gave that game away. Uh, they loaded the bases up, and they scored on a fielder's choice. It was like a little dribbler, and then a pass ball, a wild pitch. It's 3-2, to two, and that's the final score. I mean, they shut the Astros down. The offense disappeared. Framber went eight innings, no bullpen. Eight innings, four hits, three runs, two walks, three strikeouts. He takes the loss. It's like the greatest game I've ever seen anyone pitch with a little glitch there in the in the fourth inning. Um, amazing game, no offense. Absolutely. Uh, you feel really bad for Framber because he just pitched his brains out. I think he only had like 96 pitches for eight innings, so very economical. He just had that one inning where it just it, it just got away from him. You know, the, the, the pass ball, wild pitch, uh, I felt like he kind of spiked that a little bit. And... Uh, I mean, you know, just one thing here, one thing there was the difference in the game. I do feel like the Stroh's got to score more than two runs, right? Like, you you shouldn't you shouldn't count on your pitcher to go and get you, you know, eight innings of uh, what well, I think it was one earned run, so three runs. They probably should have scored somewhere, but overall, I, I guess the silver lining is that the bullpen wasn't touched. Yeah. So Framber can't be Framber with the bases loaded. That's that's the issue, uh, but. Anyway, we lose, and I'm, I'm looking for a sweep. I'm spoiled. Yuli Gurriel, two for four, got his average up to 237 after yesterday's game. Altuve, Chaz, and Diaz all had a hit each. The Astros only had five hits, two runs on five hits, and the A's only had four hits like they did on Friday, but they were able to score three runs. The Astros were one for seven with runners in scoring position compared to Friday when they were seven for 15. And they left six men on base. And now we move to today's game. And we got Jake Odorizzi, 
very bad, very good, gets hurt, very bad. What odor is he? Are we going to see? What were you expecting? To be honest, I wasn't expecting a ton. I, I still felt like he was going to, you know, maybe only give up like two or three runs, but I didn't, I didn't expect what we got today. All right. So look at the scoring, buddy. Top of the first, Alex Bregman with an RBI double brings in Altuve. And then it turns in to the Corey Lee show. Corey Lee had an RBI single, brought in Myers. It's two to zero, broken bat single. It was uh, pretty awesome. And then Maldonado kind of messed with him, you know, switching the balls out and throwing it in the stands. How exciting was that for you as a fan to see Corey Lee get his first hit? Oh, it's it's amazing. You you always want, you know, your guys to get that out of the way early. You don't want them to struggle. I think I think Bregman famously struggled, right? Getting his first hit or something big like time, that. Big time. So you always want to see him get it out of the way. So it just gets the jitters. Cause I mean, these guys are, are professional baseball players. They've been playing for a long time. But that first one is like, you know, it's still it's still something that weighs on you. So for him to get that out of the way and then just have the performance that he did was was amazing. So Corey Lee comes back in the top of the seventh with a two-run double that he that brought in Diaz and Myers. That made it four to nothing. And then Pena gets a sack fly, brought in Chaz. We're up five to zero. And then all-star Kyle Tucker with a solo home run, his 17th homer of the year. The Astros are cruising six to zero. Uh, Maton comes in in the eighth and uh, Machine. I, I don't get this guy's name. He got a home run. I was just going to say the A's because I didn't want to butcher his name. Solo home run, six to one. Final score, Maton, Abreu, Seth Martinez. The Astros bullpen pitched three total innings, allowing one run. Overall, I mean, we went two out of three. But what can you say about this pitching? I mean, you know, we were we had amazing pitching with no runs. Then we had a lot of runs, and all the pitchers are struggling. And we just had a beautiful series with with some really, really good pitching. Absolutely. Uh, I got to give uh, Abreu some, some, some credit because, you know, he pitched really, really well. Your boy, Seth Martinez, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I mean, the starters, uh, the whole series were really, really good. It's just going to be a question of, you know, can we support them with the runs? I, I really feel like uh, today, the Corey Lee day, right? You know, we we're always talking about, you know, the bottom of the lineup being able to produce. And if Corey's going to be that type of guy, man, when he becomes an everyday guy, this lineup is just going to be so scary because he looks really good at the plate. He looks like a bopper where, you know, I feel like some of the other guys, they're just trying to get, you know, poke something this way or the other way. His, his body language just screams, you know, professional big league hitter. So Jake Odorizzi, seven innings, four hits, one walk, seven strikeouts, zero runs. Picks up the win. Awesome, awesome outing. Uh, you talked about Abreu, two strikeouts in his inning. Uh, like I already mentioned, three innings by the bullpen. Uh, so that speaks to the uh, – it speaks to the the bullpen. And plus, you know, if we would have been at home on Saturday, we would have pitched another one. But overall, it's pretty awesome. The Astros 56 and 27, 8 and 2 in their last 10. They're 12 games ahead of Seattle, who's in second place with a plus 102 run differential. Seattle's hot. Seattle's playing good. But if the Astros are winning eight out of 10, they're never going to catch them. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's amazing because if I'm, if I'm Seattle, I got to be frustrated, right? I think they won like eight in a row or something like that. And uh, I think they've only picked up like two games. So 
you know, they pretty much have to play, you know, perfect baseball. They can't afford another, you know, little mini losing streak or anything like that, or the, the gaps just can get bigger and bigger. All right, buddy. Last episode, I, I talked about it like 20 times and then I forgot to do it. The players of the series. Do you have a player of the series? Let's start with pitchers. Pitchers, it's got to be Framber. I mean, <laughs> I for me anyway, I feel like he was just so dominant. And then that one inning got away from, they took the loss, but I mean, to go the entire distance, that's a lot. I'm going with Jake Odorizzi, buddy. Seven scoreless innings, seven strikeouts. Great job, Odorizzi. Who is your offensive player? Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. I keep forgetting, but we'll get it. We'll get it right someday, folks. <laughs> I like Corey Lee. I, I loved what he did today. I love that he was able to get his first hit. Three hit or what? Three hits, three RBIs, I think, today or something like that. So a great start for him. I hope we see him a little longer. I don't obviously I don't know what's going on with Jason Castro, but I hope he gets another start. We can see him again. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the offensive output, you got to think about Bregman. You got to think about Tucker, who had RBIs and uh, Friday and Sunday. But I'm with you. I mean, you come in and get your first Major League Baseball hit, and uh, you're, you get a, your first RBI, and you end up getting three RBIs and driving in almost half the runs of the game. You get it. Great game, Corey Lee. I be, I, I feel like you know. Those other guys, we, we we talk about them all the time, right? But this game, I felt like Corey kind of won it because, you know, the, the first one got him on the board. The second one gave him the breathing room. You know, without that, who knows how tense it is. If they use different relievers, who knows? Yeah, game changer. All right, so uh, we got five new fair fouls. You ready for that, buddy? Let's do it. All right, folks, we will be right back with five all-new fair fouls. All right, we are back. Like I said earlier, we got two Astros, two food, one fashion. I love being the fashion police. <laughs> so I, I tweeted this out the other day, and this has nothing to do with this. But do you wear socks with Hey Dudes? Because I have some, and I wear socks with them. Because if you don't, they have like the, the uh, memory foam in them, and, you, and they squish between your toes. So I don't really like it. But today we went to the grocery store, and there had to have been like seven guys wearing Hey Dudes. So. Pretty popular shoe. Do you have any? I do not. And I think that any shoe, I think this is 100% uh, fair that you do wear socks because any shoe that you do not wear socks, your feet will sweat and they will stink. Oh, yeah. You can't. So, like, you, you, you got to wear care. socks. Exactly. They, they, they make no shows, whatever you got to do. I mean, short of like, you know, sandals or something like that. But I mean, if you have like where they can't breathe, nah, nah, you got to wear socks. All right. Number one. I actually, this was my very first one I came up with, and it was before the game started. I promise you. <laughs> Would you rather have Corey Lee on the roster so he can develop for the future, or would you rather have Castro? <sighs> That's so fair, tough. Oh, fair or foul, you'd rather have Corey Lee than Castro. You'd rather develop Corey Lee instead of having Castro come in, who probably has great you know, rapport with the pitchers. You also going to come in and big moments and pinch it. What would you rather have? So I see both sides of it, right? You got Jason Castro who's been in the league, what, 11 years, something like that, 10, 11 years and the veteran presence, like a postseason, you know, October, I feel like you want a guy like Castro, but seeing Corey Lee and just knowing he's your number two prospect at a position of need, 
I think it's fair. I think you gotta have I think you gotta have Corey Lee if you can do it. Yeah, I mean, I say fair too. I'd rather have Corey Lee. I'd rather him get the time and develop. And but you talk about the playoffs at the you know, like let's see how he develops. Let's see how he continues. Because one thing about it is when you get to the playoffs, M- Maldonado is going to start every game. That's just a fact as far as I'm concerned. And uh, you may want Jason Castro in the playoffs instead of Corey Lee. But for now, I mean, keep Castro on the DL or the IL. It's the IL, politically correct now. As long as you can, let's, this, let's get this guy developed. He's the uh, number two prospect. He had a great day today. Let's see what happens. Totally agree. All right, number two, the Astros wear their Sunday blues at home. Fair or foul? They should wear them on the road too. Fair. I, th- I think uh, that's a that's a great looking uniform. I think you got to wear that as many times as you can. Personally, I say fair as well. I mean, when I go to the, that's I wear my Yuli Yuli Griel jersey every time I go to the game because it's my favorite one. I really love it. Plus, all my other jerseys are George Springer jerseys, so that has a lot to do with it as well. All right. All right. I, I, let, me, let, me, let me throw one in there real quick since you brought it up. You just All right, it up. let's do it. So, fair foul wearing uh, Stroh's jerseys of guys that have moved on like Springer or Correa. Ooh. So, <laughs> I would say if they've been gone for a while, maybe. But they're, it's too new. It's too new right now. I mean, but. Just think about it. You know, some people invest $150, maybe $200 in a jersey, and they want to wear it. So I say it's fair, but I don't want to do it. So I'm torn. Yeah, I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn. Because I have – I'm not not two for two on jerseys, and I don't know what to do. Like, I'm almost to the point where I don't know that I want to put a name on the back of the jersey because I have two Carlos Correa jerseys and one George Springer jersey, and I feel dirty about wearing either one of them. Who do you think's the safest jersey to buy right now? Oh, it's, it's got to be it, Jordan. There you go. I, and I, I think the 44 is a very cool looking number, too. Oh, absolutely. Although, I mean, you could get Lance. Lance isn't going anywhere. Jordan, Pena, Lance McCullers, Altuve. I mean, if you got an Altuve jersey eight years ago, Altuve, congratulations, eight years in a eight years all star. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, definitely. Right. Sorry, my dinner was talking back to me there. <laughs> All right, number three. Popcorn is the number one movie snack. For me, this is fair. Like my kids, they they they're candy like all the time, right? And a lot of people. What, you know, what, let me interrupt you. I'm sorry. What, what else is there to snack on? So uh, glad you brought that up. Uh, if you go to one of these new places like uh, Star Cinema Grill, you can have a meal in there if you want to. Uh, I know, like I take I get my pizza. pizza. See? I get pizza and fried pickles. That's what I eat. I don't eat popcorn. Yeah. But I'm just talking about like a regular movie theater, yeah. I guess, where it's like candy, popcorn, that sort of thing. I guess that's like an older one now, right? Yeah. Um, I know my my niece, she she's big on the, the getting like a pickle and she'll just eat like one of the big, not like a spear, like a whole pickle. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. But for me, it's, it's always just popcorn and a, and a water. Let's go to work. Water. Ah, I don't drink a lot of sodas. You know what I like drinking at the movies? Ices. And I almost thought about that being a fair foul. I love ices. The movies, the movie I go to that that they have ices, all you can drink, and I go to town on it, buddy. 
Love it. But popcorn, I will say fair. I'm going to say fair. There's no way there's any better snack to watch a game than popcorn. You can eat other things. You can eat dinner at the movies, but you cannot beat popcorn as a, pop, as a, as a movie snack. Never, 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 never. Totally agree. All right, number four. This is something that I don't, I don't know. I want to say the older generation because my parents like it this way, but maybe my brother does. And hopefully I haven't done this before in the past, but you're, you're out grilling. And, you know, I should have did it last week on 4th of July. But you're, you know, there's people that like their hot dogs burnt. They like bacon burnt hot dogs when you cook them on the grill. So if you know what I mean, fair or foul. I think it's foul because I know exactly what you mean. Cause it's like to the point where like the skin is like charred. Yeah. They're like black all over. Exactly. I believe in the grill marks, Yes, but I think anything past the grill marks is just wrong. It's uncivilized. How about that? <laughs> I say foul too. I didn't hear you say the word foul, but I, your, your word spoke, your word spoke more. <laughs> foul. Definitely foul. I don't know why I thought of that, but man, just, I don't, I, I don't like well-done steaks. I don't like anything burnt. I don't like burnt. Yeah. The worst, you know what's worse than burnt popcorn? I mean, shit. Burnt <laughs> hot dogs is burnt popcorn. Sorry about that. <laughs> they're both, yeah, yeah, they're both bad. <laughs> like uh, at work, if you have a microwave and someone decides they're going to cook some popcorn for break or whatever and they burn it. Oh, man. Only thing worse than that is when people reheat fish. Ooh, you're in the right. breaker. That is horrible. If you do that, you just don't know how much people hate you. And both of those smells are not going anywhere anytime soon. They linger hard. Oh, no. All right. So that's number four. This is the final one. All right. So I don't know how to describe this, but a man has a shirt with a collar, right? Button up shirt. What are they called? Polo? They're not polos. They're uh, dress shirt. That works. Yeah. Or dress shirt. There you go. Okay. So some have the buttons to hold the collar down and some don't. So fair or foul, flyaway collars, that's what I'm going to call them without the buttons, are better than button-down collars. So for me, I think it's 100% fair because I would never button all the buttons. Like, I, I got to be able to breathe. Like, I, I feel like when you have all the buttons buttoned up, like that Not the button is- on your shirt, the buttons on your collars. The collar. You button them down and they, you, that's what you're still talking about the collars being buttoned. Oh, down? you're talking about like the point of the collar. Yeah. That, that, that you button, button them down to keep them from flying off. Oh, I, I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't like them. I'll say I, when I was I younger, guess, I had to have the buttons. I couldn't have, cause I felt like I was in the disco age. Hmm. I couldn't have the flyaway collars, but now I prefer them without them. I don't want collars. I mean, I don't want buttons on my collars. I, the only see, I feel like the only time I ever see those anymore, like the button shirts like that, is like if you're wearing a suit or, or like a, something of that ilk. Like everything else doesn't have them. You don't really see them that much anymore anyway. I have some shirts with them on and sometimes I keep it buttoned and sometimes I just unbutton them. <laughs> but yeah. All right, buddy. That's it for Fair or Foul. Do you have any final thoughts? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, this was a great uh what 13 game stretch they won 11 of 13 games the Stros did i know we're spoiled i know our standards are really high as astro fans but i promise you there are there are, there are a lot of teams that would you know take series win after series win after series win 
you know, even if it's against the A's who you would think on paper, uh, they should win all those games. It's just tough to win every day. I mean, it really is. So really proud of this club. Uh, I hope that Jordan's injury is not that serious. I know it's been something that's been nagging him for probably the better part of three weeks. My hope is that it's like a, a, a soft tissue injury and not like a bone or something that he's got a problem with. Yeah. I wonder how much the Astros are telling us and not telling us because, I mean, I want to say the last, his last at bat yesterday, you could see he took a swing and you could just see it was like he pulled something and it just didn't feel right. And he finished the at bat or whatever, but I really hope it's just something soft tissue, if, if that makes sense. Something that, you know, just needs some time. They're saying that the hope is that he'll come back for the first game against the Yankees after the all-star break, that would be the 11th day and they put him on the 10 day IL. So hopefully we're, we're lighting the, 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 the prayer candle for Jordan's right hand. And uh, I hope the Astros take care of business with uh, Anaheim. I know sometimes it can be a little, you know, pesky because I mean, their lineup should win more games than they do. So other than that, go Strohs. All right, guys, we appreciate you tuning in today's show and also listening the past few days we've had like the uh the four highest total days and then i don't know if it was was it yesterday saturday that we had the highest day ever it was saturday or was a friday they they all go together but I, i think it was saturday yeah well thanks for tuning in if you listen saturday you helped us get the highest day ever since uh me and tom have been partners and that sounded so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Since we've right. been doing this podcast, yeah, yeah, we really yeah. appreciate y'all. All right. So send us an email at Astros Baseball Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any fair fouls or you have any comments or you just want to tell us how we're doing, whatever you want to tell us, we'd appreciate the feedback. You can also tell us if you want us to do a soccer podcast, which I don't know anything about it, but I'd have to learn. So anyway, for Tom, we really, really appreciate you tuning in. Have a good week. And we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.